There was a time and place that this university was feared. My goal as the head football coach at the University of Tennessee it is to get us back to that point. All right? Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders. He said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. What is that? That's what she said. One step in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Good morning. Afternoon. Evening. Brunch time. Lunch time. Enrolling in summer school time. Remember when summer school was only for the dum-dums time? Whatever time of day it is, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker with the full crew in the house today. Grant Ramey, Patrick Brown, Ryan Callahan went counterclockwise that time, so we didn't have to mention Patrick last again. Good job offending hey. everyone who's ever been to summer school if you're not first play or college last. football. Hey, just remember when it was only for dum-dums? Were we 30 seconds into the show? Hey, you know, I, I did go to summer school 50, one time. 56 seconds, actually. I took summer school at UT. I took a May mini-term class, and it was the best thing ever. Oh, May mini-term was awesome. Yeah. no one's here. Shout out to no Swan. one cares. Yes. Only summer school class I remember taking was... I think Grant and I actually were in the same... We were. We were in the same mini-term class. My high school didn't offer driver's ed, so I had to go take a summer school class at a p- local public school that did have some driver's ed so there was a lot of greatness in so dumb uh, <laughs> dumb never learned how to park a rental car <laughs> yeah that's true they, they should have had a they should make you retake the driver's test once they do the whole button that starts the car instead of the key thing i managed to figure it out without a class <laughs> that's that <laughs> i don't want to pat myself on the back too much over here it's that kingsport public <laughs> education is not, what that is not to brag kingsport represent uh, not the city Sullivan County. Sullivan County. Shout out. That's true. The burbs. The burbs of Sullivan County. More like the farms. The farms. The burbs. Should just be Eastman County. Is there something in between suburban and rural? Hey, my old man's retired because of Eastman. Shout out. Is it suburban? (laughs) I'll probably never retire. Surural? Is that what you would call it? Should have gone to the family business. I know. What is is a combination of suburban rural? Suburral? What what would you say there? Suburral. Sub-rural. It's like 30 Rock, the show, uh, the, the rural on there, rural Berger. <laughs> Sounds about right. We're here to talk to you today about Tennessee football, as you can tell by what we're doing right now. Clearly. Clearly. I took a poetry class when I took summer school and in like a journalism law class, which apparently was ridiculously hard for everyone else who took it in the fall and the spring and in the I actually summer, liked that class. In the summer, it was I thought that joke. class was interesting. Talking about com, com law? Com law. Yes. Four, 400? And, and it was this old woman who taught it, and she had like co-written the book that we used. And we only did quizzes and tests. We didn't have to write a single paper. It actually was interesting, uh, some of the, the legal stuff. And My all com that. law was only once a week, and it was Wednesday nights, and it was three hours for each class. I, I, took, I took it from uh, the, the dearly departed uh, Dean Dwight Teeter. Yes. And, he, and, well. and he wrote the book on it. Yeah, I yes. took it. I took. I can't remember who it was. Uh, There's the mini term class that Grant and I took together. We were. There's a lot of greatness in that mini term class. A handful of us have gone on to become Big J journalists. My favorite story from that whole class. We're like the we're like the lowest part of it though. W- was we were the that, failures. Was right? my my favorite part about that whole class was that 
they were getting ready to do like whatever it was like they had done the ninth edition so the next one was getting ready to go to print like the 10th edition or whatever it was and i found a handful of like grammatical errors in the uh in the book when i was reading it for for them to take to the print and so by doing that i basically got an a and i didn't have to do anything in the class so that was I, that that was my communications law test right there there was one athlete in my poetry class but i can't for the life of me remember who it was you're an athlete you can catch punts. I meant like an on-scholarship athlete. You, you can catch punts. I mean, that's pretty I can. good. Jeremy, Jeremy used to owe us a uh, scrimmage. Hey, hey, we have seen Tennessee football teams throughout the years where the guy could – well, they didn't have a guy who could catch punts. You can catch a punt. Yeah, Derek, one, of Derek Dooley's one, one of Derek Dooley's years, they didn't even put a guy back yeah. there because they couldn't catch him. You can catch a punt. You can dodge a ball. It's not how it goes. Isn't okay. that right? Crinkle paper time. Itinerary. I've never crinkled a paper that sounded quite like that. But. Well, it's because it's not really crinkled. It's just yeah. a bunch of pieces of paper stuck together. Yeah. Guys, uh, we're going through that period right now every year where, you know, Tennessee's got its signees, its, its class that, that may or may not be done. You never really know in this era with transfers and late additions and all, all those sorts of things. But this is the time of year where we're always kind of scrambling to figure out when exactly certain players are enrolling because you can either come in for may and start then you can come in and start in june you can come in and start in july or you can come in and start at the beginning of the fall semester and there's all sorts of you know rules for different guys whenever their state or whenever their college in some cases lets you graduate when you can go when you can't but as it stands right now and I will, for the most part, concede the floor here uh, to Ryan because this is uh, right up Callahan Alley here. Ryan, uh, what is the latest on a lot of these guys and, and who's here, who's not? And, and obviously everyone here except for me basically has, has called some of these guys. So we'll have a lot of input good, here. But what's the job, latest West. on where these guys are? I was in Chicago. What do you mean to do? Pay attention. You were here before. Do better. Yeah. Do better. Do um, your job. Yeah, so we, we have been calling and checking in with these guys before and as as they started to arrive in Knoxville over the past few days. And um, you know, most of the most of the signees, as we often see, have arrived, are going to be enrolling in, in uh, the this first session of summer classes, which officially started or starts on Thursday. Uh, and that's uh, that, that's gonna give give Tennessee a bunch of a bunch of new players uh, added to the roster right away. And Jeremy Pruitt's already talked about that at all the big orange caravan stops and everything. He mentioned that they're going to have what 27 to 30 total new players. When you think about the guys that set out spring practice, uh, the, the new additions, all those players, it's going to be a different looking roster when you throw in some of these players, some really important guys they're adding. It does look like a few are at least going to have to wait a few days, maybe more to, to get to campus. What we know right now is, J.J. Peterson, one of the stars of this class, a top 100 prospect, the four-star star of this class. Yeah, the four-star linebacker from South Georgia. He's not expected to be on campus this first week. Uh, his coach uh, at at, um, at Colquitt County High School, Rush Probst, was not willing to concede that he was not going to make it in in uh, this first summer session at all. He just basically said, and Patrick, I'll, I'll let you tell more about it, but basically said you know, maybe in about a week or so into, into summer classes, he could ar- arrive as early as then. Yeah, their target date was the, the end of next week, June 6th or 7th. That's mm-hmm. about a week. I don't know what the last day to add or drop classes is <clears throat> for the summer semester. Usually you have that for the fall. I looked it up. You can try to look it up again. I couldn't find it. Uh, maybe I wasn't looking in the right place. But uh, they were waiting on 
uh, two things with Peterson. One was an AT- ACT score, uh, which he had already taken it and had a, I guess, a qualifying grade. They were just trying to improve it. It's a sliding scale, so yeah. sometimes the higher ACT score can cancel out a lower GPA or vice versa. Yeah, so. and so yeah, they were just trying to get. They were just trying to improve that, and then. Uh, they were also waiting on final grades because Colquitt County didn't have their final exams until last week. Uh, so, probes told me that they were probably no more by the end of this week. So, we'll see if he is able to to get to campus. But probes was confident; he felt pretty good that things were going to work out that that he would get there on that target date. But so they were just waiting for the last couple of things to get monitored and taken care of but so I, I, did, I didn't get a sense of concern or anything like that from from talking to him so here's the answer to your question the, the final day to add first session summer classes is actually june 4th so if that timeline holds he will not be here for first session classes but there are classes that go all of yeah summer. but there are full session classes and the last day to register or add for add those classes is june 8th so even then the timeline okay, is yeah. pretty pretty tight here for him to get in if he wants to make it in for those full session summer but classes. It, even if he doesn't make it in in June, it's still good that you're having this conversation in late May as yes. opposed to you're in late June and you're still not sure. Because Tennessee had a couple guys last summer, uh, Jacquez Jones and Jordan Murphy, that didn't make it in until July. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's common. You always yeah. have one or two, it seems like. Yeah, and then, you know, and so I, I, I Peterson and, and I wrote the story and the first, like, five responses on our board were like, oh, oh no. no. Yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, Tennessee fans have become accustomed to, like, what can go wrong will go wrong. Why is that? I mean, well, are you people, suggesting bad things have happened? And I don't blame him because I mean, it's you know, you just look at what ha- what's happened here. But it's like Swain said, put your cup on. Well, pe- people were freaking out about Dominic Wood Anderson, the JUCO tight end, not <laughs> making it in in January. Yeah. I'm like, guys, he's got three more chances to get into school. I think he's going to make it. He yeah. did. He did not get to be an early enrollee, but still, he made it for the May mini semester. They did have two guys that made it in for the May mini semester or the mini term. Uh, and those were Dominic Wood Anderson, the junior college tight end, number one JUCO tight end in the country, and Kingston Harris, the three-star defensive lineman from Florida. So a couple guys that were already here, and now they've added a bunch more this week. With, with Peterson, and this is just me talking, if push comes to shove, they'll find a way. I, I think so, too. Philip Fulmer will find a way. Jeremy Pruitt will make Philip Fulmer find a way. You can only do so much, though, on some of True, those things. True, but I, I, don't, I don't think this is something to be panicking over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. If, if we panic. get to if we get to late June and he's like, well, he's got to take an online class, he needs this, blah blah blah. He's taking the taking the taking the test again, all that. If, if you're getting to that point, then maybe start getting a little nervous. No, what, what I you, would not be. I'll decide when I panic. Okay, <laughs> stop telling me what to what, do. What you do have Grant to panic. I think what you do have to that acknowledge dude's pulse here, like never wavers that for, we that we see. Yeah. Um. What what we also do never have, sleeps either. <laughs> What we do have to acknowledge 70 here. 70 beats per minute right yeah. now. I'm, I'm running hot. <laughs> it takes frequent cat naps. According to my Fitbit. <laughs> so, but Rush Probst also said in his conversation with you, Patrick, that he he put it about, what, 90% confident that, yeah, that J.J. Peterson, that Peterson was... Yeah. That's a high percentage. That he was going to be here. Now, that's, that's I still... I think that was 85 to 90% that they were going to make it in by their target date. Right, right. So I'm saying if it doesn't happen by then, then obviously there's a... A, at least a possibility he ends up waiting until the second session. And then once you get to that point, sure, anything's possible. But um, I, it, again, though, if it's like he just can't get in in time or sure. if he has to do more stuff in June, I think that's when you would need to yep. start getting a little twitchy. Yep. The Not other, you, Grant. You stay normal. <laughs> 
He's thinking good. about panicking now that you keep talking about panicking. Um, I'm, about that, some, I'm about to throw some at you. Should, yeah. I be, should I be panicking? I'm not sure. The other guy that we're not sure about right now, just exactly what his time frame is, whether he'll make it in for the first session or not, and he's, he's not really saying much about it right now, is Jeremy Banks, the three-star running back signee from Cordova High School over in the Memphis area. Uh, true story, we were going to go interview him while we were down in Memphis doing a tour, and then the heavens opened up right yeah, before he was, high school. He yeah, was doing uh, a workout, and then he said, hey, I don't think it's going to work. It's it's raining now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and by raining, uh, yeah, it was basically uh, a vengeance from – it was like a vengeance moment from God or something. It was, it was like a brief, brief the skies monsoon. opened up, and it went crazy. It was a pretty brief monsoon. The Lord said, you will not interview Jeremy Banks today. <laughs> yeah, that was the 11th commandment, thou shalt not interview Jeremy Banks today. <laughs> so uh, so Jeremy Banks still sort of on hold right now. We're not sure the status of that one. I, I think there's, there's definitely a chance – uh, at this point, I would say that he doesn't make it in for the first session, but we'll see. Uh, he has been admitted to the university, according to the all-knowing online directory. Yeah, so I, I think there's still a good amount of confidence that he he can make it in. Ultimately, I don't think there are. I don't, again, like Patrick said, I don't think any of these are situations where you're looking at him saying, "Man, there's there, you should definitely be panicking about that." But I think that's another one of the reasons. Grant, stop panicking. Maybe he just isn't ready to leave Memphis yet. Maybe, maybe there's he just, no Gibson's Donuts in yeah. Knoxville. <laughs> Gibson's Donuts brought to you by the Go Balls 24-7 no, podcast. There's no Central Barbecue. Central Barbecue brought to you by the Go Balls 24-7 <laughs> podcast. There is a uh, Gus's, though. So there is. Gus's Fried Chicken Trending up. brought to you by Go Balls 24-7 <laughs> podcast. Um, but, yeah, so so no need to panic on those guys. But they, hey, Grant, does Nashville have any of those places? No. But they are not expected to be uh, here this week, and then beyond that we'll see. The other guy who's a question mark just because of the timing of his semester ending is Keller Chris, the uh, graduate transfer quarterback not from Stanford. Not the news Tennessee fans would love to hear. Thanks, so it's, thanks a lot, Ryan. So it's not that he Wet blanket. Killjoy. has more work to do. It's just that Stanford, like a lot of West Coast schools, has they're a, weird. a much different academic calendar. They're, <laughs> on a, they're on a quarter system out there. They don't even come down What's from the trees. Quarter? What's a quarter <laughs> system, Ryan? They, can, can you take your exam sitting in a tree? I don't even know. <laughs> so, so their so their spring quarter runs through basically the first week of June through and then the summer and runs. then there are finals that go a few days beyond that. So his his classes won't end until I believe after that drop ad deadline we were talking about. So he hasn't come out and admitted this, but he was sort of evasive when I spoke with him about when exactly he'll be in, in Knoxville. He didn't sound sure. So I think there's at least a chance he ends up waiting until the second session too. But that's not a concern. It's just he has to graduate before he can roll at Tennessee. It doesn't. It doesn't just mean more in the Pac-12. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you're saying. And and, and you know, the, there's actually you know this is a big deal for the obvious reasons people would say this is a big deal because Tennessee is is trying to get this kid to come in and compete for the starting quarterback sure. job. And every second that you're not here in the summer is crucial. It's a it's a valuable time to miss because you're the I mean you're the leader you're the guy who you got to know the offense you got to know your teammates you got to know uh, where you can throw the ball where you can't you got to get timing with the receivers and the tight ends and you know you got to start taking your offensive linemen to lunch and all that stuff that quarterbacks have to do and you, you know you, there's a lot of, that goes into that and right now every minute that he's not in town is a minute that Jared Garantano is seizing the opportunity and just firmly entrenching himself in that position so it it, it does matter it is important it, yeah it, it matters i at, at the same time i would say you worry about that more with a guy coming out of high school or even junior college with yeah. a guy that's a fifth year senior and started several games in the pac-12 i would think you would have a little more comfort level with a guy like that coming in late but at the same time like you said it is a new system 
new offense. He's got a lot to learn. You got to ar- learn your receivers. Yeah, he's already been studying what he can to this point. And but, he was on campus. He he came by in, in the spring. Yeah, he so. did. Spent multiple days in, in Knoxville this spring. So, it, so yeah, he, he's done what he can to prepare himself. But, yeah, obviously it, it's ideal if he's in Knoxville on, on campus and spending time with his new teammates. So we, we don't know his exact status, but it looks like, the way he was sort of dancing around that question, there's at least a chance he maybe doesn't make it in until the second session. And, and Pruitt said last week in Kingsport, again, the second best of the Tri-Cities. Um, no comment. That, uh, Keep it moving. That, you know, with, with both those guys, both Chris and JT Stroud, who was on campus, the freshman from California, both those guys are going to have to play catch-up because they weren't here this spring when Jared Carantano and Will McBride were. Uh, but he said that, you know, with, with Chris – you know he's been around the block. He he knows how to prepare. He knows how to get ready. He knows how to, uh, you know he know he knows what to do in the summer because he's been through a few summers at a major college program out there at Stanford. So his adjustment's not going to be as big because he's been in college and knows you know knows his way around. He'll be a different place, obviously, but it's just going to be totally different between him and Shroud. So he'll have less catching up to do, I guess. So you so you've got a lot of new players on the roster. Th- those are the main three that we're sort of watching closely to see when they make it in exactly, and and whether there are any any snags, uh, in, in particular with with Peterson and, and Banks so far. You know, I, I still think those guys have a good chance of making it in, but just we'll, we'll see a, about when they get here. So otherwise, everyone's kind of spent the last several days settling in on campus, um, traveling to Knoxville, all all the things they have to do before they can move in and. Uh, they'll be they're, they're starting their classes on on Thursday, so that's uh, it, it's an exciting time for Tennessee to know that they've got some help uh, at some at some much needed help in some cases uh, with some of these guys coming in, and and it's still a few more on the way uh, in all likelihood pretty soon. Yeah, and, and and goes without saying that should go without saying anyways that that Tennessee obviously needs help in a lot of these areas, and and now I guess the once the conversation becomes. You know, stops becoming okay. When, who's going to get there, and and you know, when are they going to get there, and, and when can they start workouts? And then the conversation starts trending towards more natural topic, which is how many of these guys are ready to help immediately. Who's looking good in workouts? Yeah, and, and it's funny because every summer, who's lighted up and seven it, on seven? It seems like every single summer, Tennessee and every other program tries so much harder to keep things under wraps in the summer and let you know nothing about what's going on. We will continue. Uh, to search and, and we'll hear something certainly about who's looking good and you know uh, who, who's who's maybe not looking so good who came in and shape because there's always I don't care what class what year there are always guys who who walk in there and they surprise you either with how much better physically they are than you expected or maybe you were hoping someone would come in and be ready to help immediately and then you watch them work out and you go ah oh, that's just that's just not going to happen that happens both ways every single year so are there any guys in this class this is what's fascinating to me are there any guys in this class who maybe people aren't talking about as guys who could help immediately who maybe could help immediately and obviously with a big caveat that we will know this more once we hear them start from workouts who do you want to answer first because this matters i I say go ahead patrick i don't want to go first brian brian knows I mean, first of all, no. But second, um, yes, he does. K- I, you mean N O or K N O W? What was the question again? Who in this class you can give anywhere between one, one or two guys, one or two guys in this class who you think might show up and be more impressive than expected? I, all right. I'm going to go with uh, with two guys that were 
Well, am I allowed to take two, Patrick? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, one, one or two. Okay. Uh, I'll go with two guys that I think were... Don't take one of my guys, Ryan. Were, were, they were both three stars that... Uh, across this table, you like a spider monkey. <laughs> that I think are both capable of coming in and helping right away. He's about to take my guy. Uh, John Mincy, a, a defensive lineman from South Georgia that I, I think is... It, at least got the strength and has the has the physical makeup generally to come in and add some weight and be ready to help on the defensive line. They need someone like that to step forward, and I think he's maybe the most ready. Out Rocker of and Rump are both really high on him. Yeah, and uh, and the other one that I think has a shot, and we'll we'll just see depending on how how things look in Don't the secondary. Trayvon Flowers. Yep. Um, I mean, he's just a good choice, Patrick. I, I, not stealing I would say your great thunder. minds think alike. You but turned you don't down have a great mind, so you turned fair. down the opportunity to go first. You in did. Fairness. Uh, this is okay. your fault. All right. But Trayvon Flowers was a guy. I, it's all your a lot fault. Of, a lot of people forget this. You know, Tennessee didn't make a big splash on signing day. I get that. But they legitimately beat out Stanford for Trayvon Flowers. Uh, Flowers is a guy. I say Stanford. Right. We're Stanford. talking too much Keller Stanford Chris. lately. Yeah. Keller Chris. They legitimately beat out Clemson uh, on signing day for Trayvon Flowers. This is a two-sport star, played, you know, focused on baseball, didn't even play football for a couple years until his, his senior year and just decided to play again. And then, uh, you know, it, it went pretty well. And his coach said, hey, I think if you put your name out there, get your film out, you're actually going to get some recognition from some major programs. And then Kentucky, Tennessee, a couple others jump in there late. Clemson offered him not long before signing day. So th- this is a guy with a lot of natural ability. It, it sounds like he's going to start at safety. That's where everyone expected all along that he would play. There was some thought that he might get at least a look at corner. I just don't know that it's going to work out even if they do. So it sounds like safety is where he's going to end up. And I, I think that's still a position that even though they've got some returning experienced players there, there's an opportunity for someone like Trayvon Flowers to come in and at least get some playing time this year. So we'll see how that works out. But I, I think he could at least surprise some people based on the fact that he was not a highly ranked guy. Yeah, uh, in, all, in all disclosure, uh, Mincy was going to be the one name I threw out there. So Flowers is going to be mine, so good job, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I mean, so so, we, so, so no, we, we, we've targeted a couple guys there, here. And, you know, sometimes there aren't the, many, I'll say that. W- when you talk, well, I mean, yeah, once you get past like the junior college guys, that, yeah, when, when you talk to coaches, <laughs> you know, you just you can tell that they can't fake it when they talk about how excited they are about a player. They can sit there and say, oh, yeah, we're happy about this. You can see. When a coach really likes somebody, they have sort of an ex- – it's almost like a glow where you're like, okay, you, you know, this is real, what you're, what you're saying right here. And watching Rocker and Rumpf talk about Mincy made me think, hmm, okay, maybe there's something going on here. Maybe – and it's, as a Tennessee defensive lineman in this system – you're not necessarily always going to have a bunch of guys who have big, you know, tackle numbers or big TFL numbers, but – this Mincy kid is someone who they think just plays the way that they want to coach Tennessee's defense to play. He's just a mean, tough country boy who's going to get in a stance and he's going to get low and he's going to hit you hard. Well, and he's he's what you're looking for in this system because he he played his senior year of high school. He said he played around 272, and he's a guy that played basketball too. And he always he would always lose weight in the in the winter from playing basketball. So he dropped down to about 250 this year. So he's coming in at about 260. He's added back about 10 pounds since then. Ideally, they want him at around 285, 290 is what they've told him to probably play that 3-4 that defensive end uh, in, in their system. So he, he still has some weight that he needs to add. But if he can do at least a good portion of that this summer, I think he's got a chance to come in and play this year, at least around 275, 280, and, and be ready to contribute as a freshman. I don't think they'll need him to play a lot of snaps, barring a bunch of injuries, but that's a position where they don't – you look beyond Kyle Phillips and Jonathan Kongbo – 
who else do they really have at defensive end that they can count on? So there's a, there's a chance for a guy like him to come in and help. R.I.P. Clay Baku. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, the obvious guys in this class that are going to be asked to to contribute right away are the the big names that that and in one case is already here. Uh, Dominic Wood Anderson. We touched on him earlier. Came in earlier in May and uh, or enrolled for the May mini term. And then uh, on top of that, another junior college guy, Emmett Gooden, on the defensive line, four star. Well, you got one or two. You've named four. Well, I'm just saying those are the obvious ones. He was looking for the <laughs> under the. He was looking for one of two under I, the radar I, I, guys. I, I did go under the radar at yeah. first. So I'm just saying that can otherwise. I pick, can I talk about the other two junior college guys when you're done? Feel free. I was going to say, but uh, Emmett Gooden has has a good chance of being that help they need on the defensive line. He could play multiple spots, so he's going to be Looks needed. like he's about 32 years old, too, which yeah. helps. Is it Feels my turn? I'm going to take Brandon Davis, <laughs> Karat Garland, <laughs> uh, JT Shrout, Jeremy Banks, <laughs> Brent Lawless. These aren't my guys. I'm not taking Kingston anyone. Harris. Uh, I, picked, Carbon, I picked my two. Greg Emerson and Alante Taylor. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Um, but, yeah, obviously Wood Anderson and, and Emmett Gooden are going to be counted on to play right away, and, and those are the main ones from this group. So a lot of the stars of this class got here in January, but the, this this group that's getting here in the summer still, there are at least a handful of guys, I think, that will will contribute. Yeah, Flowers was a guy that, it, that was interesting to me because – uh, like I said, baseball guy plans to play baseball at Tennessee. So greatest sport in the world. <clears throat> he was keeping an eye on on Tennessee's baseball season and, and nobody said, cares about the Cubs. Was said his, just keep it rolling. It's fair. Twenty nine and twenty two winning streak. I wait so long keep to going, talk. Patrick. Keep I wait going. so long to talk. <laughs> We're shutting <laughs> him down. Keep and going. I just get interrupted. Unbelievable. This house is a prison. Uh, what were you saying though? Keep going. I don't even remember what I was saying. I was talking about Flowers. He's baseball play, You know, he's gonna play baseball at Tennessee. Too. Hey Patrick, thanks he a might, lot, Wes. Hey Patrick, the thing with Flowers hey Patrick. is you really ran that train of thought into a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Patrick. <laughs> was it brick? Yes, it was brick. I mean, there's no ceiling as to what you know where I could go with this answer. Um, also, no ceiling in the master bedroom of this house right now. That's a, <laughs> that's what I was getting for at. Another day. <laughs> I was trying to see if y'all saw what I did there. I did. Uh, but, uh, you know, Flowers is a guy that, that's good enough of a baseball player that he probably is going to get drafted. Now, he may not be a high draft pick, but uh, he does plan on going to college. Uh, and so I asked him straight up if, you know, if you get drafted higher than you expect or you get a, an offer from a major league team to play, are you going to take it? And he goes, well, it would take something pretty spectacular, so I'm planning on going to college. So uh, I know both – Tizzy probably had two head coaches that are probably relaxed to hear that him say that and are hoping that he maybe doesn't go very high in the draft. But – uh, two guys that, that that I wrote stories on uh, were both junior college guys. Jameer Johnson, who is the uh, offensive tackle from Arizona Western, uh, says he's going to come in and play left tackle. Now, he's he needs a good summer because he told me he was only at 273 pounds. And I wrote – I don't know how many words that story was, but that was like the only response that people got. People was the only thing that people took from it. It was like, wow, he's only 273 pounds. He said that, that Tennessee's – uh, staff wants him around 290, 290 plus. So he's going to need to add about 15 to 20 pounds over the summer. Here's the thing with him. I think he's pointed this out, but it's it's common coming out of junior college. You see this. These guys aren't on meal plans. They oh, don't have no. great weight rooms at junior college. They're going to McDonald's. Yeah. They're going out at Yuma. Who know, they're going to that, that taco place. Yeah. So they're not the ice cream place. Getting or, the ice cream place with Bob Shoup. Yeah. So they're not. <laughs> so they're not eating three meals a day most of the time. So you get a guy like Jameer Johnson into the training table and everything. You feed him properly. You get him in, a, in the weight room for a summer. He's going to blow up. So I think he'll be up to probably 285, 290 before summer camp. I mean, we saw preseason camp starts. And, and he's another guy. And um, I think Jordan Allen was like this too, where he went to an FCS school. Allen went to UC Davis. Johnson went to Rhode Island. He's mm-hmm. from uh, Philadelphia. Uh, then wound up out at, at Arizona Western, and then had a pretty good year. I think he, I think he ended up choosing Tennessee. I think USC was one of his finalists. So 
Uh, certainly seems a guy that the Helton family would know pretty well. Uh, Clay yeah, Tyson. I, yeah. Uh, so, you know, if, if Tennessee needs – they need someone – they need another option at left tackle. They don't have a lot of options beyond yep. Drew Richmond. The only guy that I think that's other, the only guy, other guy on the roster that's played is Trey Smith. We don't know what his situation is going to be. So they need somebody that can come in and, and sort of bolster that position. They, I think they're probably okay at right tackle long term. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about long term, but they got Tatum, Jerome Carvin can play there. Uh, so Tanner Antonuti probably slots in at right tackle, so you can yeah. A more and so there. you know Johnson's a guy that you know they need to, to have a good summer. The other guy is, is was it wasn't even fair. I don't even think he was on any radar. It was no. Kenneth George, it was just out of nowhere committed in March, late you know late take, the latest of late takes. Um, I think Tennessee Ryan, you remember talking to him. He his his only offers were like Louisiana Lafayette. He's from Lafayette, mm-hmm. uh, an incarnate word, yep. which most people probably don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, but it's just. I think it's an FBS program. It's an FCS program. I think it's FCS, but it's in uh, what San Antonio. It's in Texas. Yeah. Um, and so those are only like two of his only offers at the time. They were decent in basketball. Uh, but this is a guy that sure. didn't play. He's since added a Nebraska offer. Take well, he, oh, so Nebraska did offer, take but, that, I think they, but I think they backed off. Yeah, there was there was some eat, question, never mind. eat it frost. You're there cool. was some You're question cool, at one point over whether he was a Nebraska commitment, but apparently that never happened. So anyway, uh, allegedly, yeah, Nebraska was involved. I think he was one of those guys they were looking at in late January. I'm just saying, when Tennessee pounced on him, there was yeah. not a lot of competition. There was, yeah, Nebraska was not involved with him at that point. Nebraska, right before signing day, had kind of toyed around with him a little bit to see if they wanted to offer, decide not to, and, and that's how he ended up waiting till after signing day. But this guy, I mean, out of nowhere, and uh, his story is really interesting because he I, he didn't play at all in his high school. Yeah, and it wasn't like one of those. I don't think it was one of the Louisiana high school powerhouses. They didn't play at, and basically, uh, I mean, he then he, he tried out at four dif- for four different junior colleges in Texas, and I think he walked on. Right? Do mm-hmm. they give junior, walk, do they give scholarships? Yeah, to they they do. But I think he, think he, he was a walk on yep. at Trinity Valley, which is the same place where Tennessee got Chris Weathered a few years ago, um, and then just had one played one good season. He considers his he considers last season the, like the first time he's played, uh, and so he he's definitely one of those like chip on the shoulder guys. Has it like? Has a great build. I think he's still raw, but when you look at him, oh, he's, yeah. he's I mean, a big guy. Oh, he's very, he's very raw. Like he's barely played the position. Yeah. But like you know, he's got three years left, and so you know, you've got time where, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to come in and and be good right away. Uh, you can develop him a little bit, and uh, again, you you get him on a on a meal plan and a, you know, in the weight program, and he could be six six foot two hundred easy. Might be a safety before it's all said. Yeah, he said he he said they were looking at him. You know, he could play any position. Might play nickel. Could play safety. Um, and you know, definitely like one of the chip on the shoulder guys. That's you know, he knows where he's come from and he knows what this opportunity is and how he's worked for it. And if he's got any ability at all, you know, the desires there. That component's there for him to be a, a you know potentially a decent player. And obviously, I I think you have to choose. I I I, I mentioned him too because Tennessee is. They'll take anybody at cornerback. If Grant yeah. could go out there and play cornerback and, and press man. Did you play cornerback in high school? I played corner in high school. did not go well. <laughs> but I had to play because it's Oldham County. Yeah. But at least and gamers got to game it up. Fortunately, you were going against also slow white I think I actually backpedaled faster than I ran forward, which is <laughs> that was before all to my forward speed, not a compliment. This was before all the donuts <laughs> and the kids. That's right. But, Grant, speaking of corners, you talked to one that's pretty confident he's going to come in and play. Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis, all 5'11", 160 pounds of him. Which yeah. That was the that was the takeaway from that story was that he's only 160 pounds. But sure. It's like everyone forgot that Emmanuel Mosley yeah. showed up at one em- Emmanuel Mosley <laughs> says, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Eating the, what was it, triple-decker peanut, peanut butter and banana oh, yeah. sandwiches. Waking up like in the middle, waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. 
But I mean, he had the uh, if if somebody's going to step in and contribute, at least he has the mindset of someone that's going to step up and contribute. Ryan's watching Cardinals baseball on Facebook. That's that's cool. It's a, it's a Facebook exclusive <laughs> game. That's what yeah. you got to do. I I I like guys from Louisiana prospects. I, I think they're You're just going to skip from the, the Cardinals the, conversation from the boot. They don't exist to me. I only talk about teams that are a legitimate threat to the Chicago. And it's a so. it's an interesting situation. He plays shortstop uh, at John Curtis. Helped them win a. Baseball state championship in Louisiana. That's a big high school in Louisiana. He's going to do dual sport or plans to, but the first year he's going to just do uh, football only to basically what he said to get a grasp of kind of the football workload. Uh, Ryan's back to the Cardinals. I've, I've, well, no, back I've, to the back to the the football workload and the academics. See how much that is on his plate, and if he can add the the second sport in his second year baseball, he'll do that. I was going to say I've seen these situations before, and the football coaches don't always. Love when you play two sports. So I I think I know how that one will go if he doesn't play baseball in year one. Yeah. But Fla- Flower said that Pruitt was like all about him playing yeah. baseball. And now that may be because he wanted him to sign for Tennessee. That, but yeah. they're recruiting some multi-sport guys. That, you know, in the, tw- in the 2019 class, Maurice Hampton, they're doing the same thing with him in baseball. He's a big-time baseball prospect. Might never make it to, to a college campus anywhere. But he, yeah, you've got to recruit guys like that. The staff, like a lot of them out there, likes multi-sport athletes. So you got to give them that opportunity to try to play both. But uh, one other point I wanted to make on Jameer Johnson uh, for a minute ago, Patrick, you talked about his weight. And that is a concern, I think, just like it is for any offensive lineman coming in. You know, someone asked even about Tanner Antonuti this week. He's 274 right now. Why not just put him back at tight end where he played, you know, lean him up a little bit? Well, he's just a guy probably at tight end at that weight, so that's why you keep him in all, on the offensive line. He's got upside, can can develop into a good player, and 274 is actually not a bad weight for a guy coming out of high school. For Johnson, I mean, what was Marcus Tatum when he got here in the 260s? Yeah, two, no, around 240. Two, 250. 245, 250. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was at one point in high school, he was 238, I think, on a visit to Tennessee. So he, I think he got to Tennessee maybe around 250, 260. Um, so, yeah, a guy like Jameer Johnson, though, you're okay with people saying, well, why, why aren't we projecting him as a starter, you know, coming out of junior college? Why are you signing a junior college guy that's not going to start? You know, I can see people making the same comparison. You know, DJ Henderson was that type of guy. You sign a JUCO guy, why not sign one who's going to come in and start? Well, Jameer Johnson, it's okay because he is a guy that has three years left to play three. He, he's already he's a he's a redshirt sophomore coming in, so he's got plenty of time left. He's a guy that I wouldn't say projects as a starter this year, but because he's he's got those three years, you're okay with that. And next year, you assume by next year he's ready to compete for a starting job. At the very least, though, this year he's competent depth, and that's a that's a nice addition at tackle. Where obviously they don't they don't have a lot of great options there. I guess the more the junior college guys, you're you're probably for Tennessee, you're banking on them playing right away, or or Wood Anderson and probably Gooden too. Yeah, Gooden, Gooden for sure. Gooden, I think, probably has to be one of your top two nose tackles, right? Is yeah, he, I, mean, I, I think he's, he's that big, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's three oh two right now. He said, and it, you can assume he might even get a little bigger than that this summer. So yeah, I think he ends up playing mostly at nose tackle, but he's. He's thinking he's he's athletic enough. He's going to play some at defensive end too. In a three four, you can't rule that out. But I think and it's it's going to come down to you know matchups too. If they're yeah. playing Alabama, they they might play three noses exactly. Front. And, but you know you're you're playing a lot of nickel these days too. So he's obviously going to be a defensive tackle in those in those looks. So he's he's a guy that will play mostly inside, I think. But is at least athletic enough that if if he can prove he's capable there, he could play outside too. So you you've got you've got to count on those guys, and then. You know, we haven't touched on him yet, but Madre London, another guy that uh, was, was expected in this week and, and we think is on campus, graduate transfer, running back from Michigan State. He's He, he thinks he's coming in ex- expecting to play, and he's not saying he's guaranteed a starting job or anything, but Tennessee sure has 
giving him the idea that he's going to play a lot. So that, that's that's certainly another I, one to watch. I don't I don't see any sort of scenario where he's healthy and doesn't play a good bit. Oh yeah, no, he'll play. But I'm saying that he he's been led to believe I think by Tennessee staff he's going to carry a lot of the load in the backfield. So that, that's that's another one to watch. Um, certainly with his experience, he's going to have a chance. But Ty Chandler, you know, there's been some questions. Some people I think out there view him as Tennessee's best playmaker, maybe coming back. Um, the staff, though, how will they view him as an every down back? You know, will they feel the need to get a bigger guy like a Madre London in there more often, um, knowing that they want bigger running backs? So that's that's definitely another one to keep an eye on this summer and someone that, yeah, no doubt, I think he's going to play in some some capacity. It's just a matter of whether he's, you know, 1A, 1B, or, or kind of just a, a, a complimentary guy that only plays in short yard situations. You know, whatever his role is, he's going to play. I think that's fair. Grant, was there any other ones that you wanted to talk about? Did you have your list again? Oh, man, I just put it away. Uh, I mentioned them earlier in the podcast, right? Yeah. All 12 of them? Yeah. Uh, Kenneth George Jr. Yeah. Who else did you get there? Uh, Brandon Davis, Hedrick Tillman, Croc Garland, Trayvon Flowers, Sean Mincy, Tanner Antonini, J.T. Trout, Jameer Johnson, Jeremy Banks, Emmett Good and Brent Wallace, J.J. Peterson, Paxton Brooks, Kingston Harris, Ollie Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, Jake, ha- this, house Jacob, was, this house was built by General Custer. Jacob Warren, Jerome <laughs> Carvin. Sure, there were spotted hands off my mom. Jordan Allen, <laughs> Dominic Wood Anderson, Greg Emerson, Alante Taylor, Madre London, and Keller Chris. But that's just a rough estimate. That's a pretty good list. Those are all. Those are all your guys, Grant. Those are my guys. Somewhere in there, some he thinks guys are going to do better than, they, than expected. Yeah, or they're just they're just guys. This is a podcast of learned doctors. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Sorry, this, sorry, Ryan took up most of this one. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll correct that with the next one. We'll, I'll, we'll put them on a, the next one. We'll put them on a time limit. Why don't you sit out a few plays, champ? <laughs> Why don't you sit this one? I want you to calm down a little bit. You can watch the Cardinals on Facebook. I will. You can or, poke them. You'd be watching the Braves. Or you could, or you could spend time watching a team that will actually be in the playoffs this year. You could do that. Playoffs. <laughs> Just a thought. I don't playoffs? know. Playoffs. I'm talking about playoffs. Pat, any final thoughts? Nope. <laughs>